It's time for a Big Blue Kickoff Live. Nobody can ever tell you that you couldn't do it because you did. On Giants.com. You know what I saw? New York Giant Prime. And the Giants Mobile app. We'll punch you in the nose for 60 minutes with a relentless competitive attitude. Part of the Giants Podcast Network. Let's go out there like a bunch of crazy dogs. Have some fun. Welcome to Monday's edition of Big Blue Kickoff Live. Thanks for being with us. I'm Paul Dottino. He is Super Bowl champion punter Jeff Fiegels. And we'll be with you for the next hour to talk Giants and NFL football. Our phone number is 973-667-1960. Write it down, 973-667-1960. You can head to us on Twitter. I am at GiantsWFAN. He is at Jay Fiegels. You can also use hashtag GiantsChat if you prefer. The archive of this show and our entire podcast network brought to you by Investors Bank is on the Giants mobile app podcast platforms everywhere at a giants.com slash podcasts it is free agent day mr fiegels mm. how are you hey i'm doing good i'll tell you what i remember this day i really do it was a lot of fun if you're a veteran that is afforded the opportunity to get to this day of course back when i played they didn't have the tampering period they just did it they just did it, it was, yes it's identified now but it was going on so it's an exciting day for these guys and i think that you know, over the last week, we've had some teams that decided to keep some of their own, which is good. Um, and we've kind of checked those guys off of our list, Paul. So this is uh, this is going to be exciting. And here we go. Get ready. Yeah, yeah, to clarify, and I know everybody now understands these rules because they've been in place for a couple of years. You've got the 48-hour period starting today at 12 o'clock, which, by the way, was only about three minutes ago, Eastern Time whereby agents and teams can have conversation. Only. Agents only, by the way. Yes, no yeah. players, mm-hmm. only agents. Uh, and they can have conversations uh, about the parameters of a deal that they would like to get with one of the teams in the National Football League. And so uh, beginning on the 17th, they can actually sign those contracts and become a member of whatever team it is that they wish to join. Or for that matter, they could certainly rejoin their old teams. Uh, What I'd like to do today, Jeff, because Mm -hmm. I understand that, you know, there's a lot of people who want to talk about free agency and we're going to be modeling, modeling Twitter. Obviously we have to, as the show goes on, because uh, anything could happen at any time. I mean, this is truly a free-for-all and a frenzy. Paul, I have Twitter and the NFL Network on. If I see something, I shall chime in and let there you know. There you go. That's probably a good idea, John. I think that's a very good idea because I don't have NFL Network within my vision right here in my office. So uh, that's a really good idea. Uh, but, again, 973-667-1960 is our phone number. The way I'd like to work today's program, because I, I understand that there's going to be a lot of folks who have a lot of things to say, Jeff, I'd like for us to first say what the Giants should do with their own free agents and then given whatever hypothetical scenario you have plotted out, what you would do for the draft. So I'm going to go first to give you an example. Sure, yeah. Then I'd like you to do yours, and then what I'd like to do is as many rapid-fire calls as we can get to, okay? Okay. I'd like to make it quick today. Rapid-fire calls, give us your free agent scenario for the Giants, and then part two, what direction you would go in the draft. So here's what I'm going to say. Free agent scenario, make sure you get Williams and Tomlinson to stay in the building. Draft scenario, I would go heavy offense and prefer, if at all possible, to take the offensive impact player at 11. I don't want to go too much further than that because the tentacles stretch too far. Let's just make it short and sweet. If, if we were going to go with a hypothetical, what's the general direction you'd like to see the Giants go in? Jeff, well, I've I, given mine. How about you? Well, I'll agree with you on all those points. I just don't, you know, with the cap and, and the restructuring of what the Giants have done, try to free up some money, I think their intent is to try to keep both Leonard Williams and Dalvin Thomason in the building. Um, it would be amazing if they could do that. I don't, I don't know if I wanted to put a percentage on it, 70-30, that he's, it's not going to happen, but I know it's going to be difficult, but who knows? Um, you know, with it, restructuring deals uh, within the guys 
in the building now. Nate Solder, guys like that. You don't know still what could happen, but I would like to. I would like to see those guys too. Both of them stay. I agree with you 100% on the offensive side of the football. This football team last year, as you know, was was pitiful as far as when you go through the numbers and what they were averaging per game and things like that. So they do need to. Uh, to improve the offensive side of the football. I do not have a problem. I've told you this, guys, before. When the, if those playmakers are gone, um, if they went with an offensive lineman, um, I, wouldn't be, uh, you know, I wouldn't be sad about that. I think that there's a void at the right guard position, as we know. Um, and then I think the edge rusher is one of the other ones. If for some reason uh, Leo can't stick around and they can't, you know, they're going to franchise him, right? So he's, they're done. He can, but you see what I'm saying? I could, they could go for another edge guy in the draft. There isn't very many of them. Um, but free agency, our own guys, Paul, I agree with you. Get those two guys in there, and if not, um, then try to sign some other guys that you think, you know, when is the restricted agent uh, period coming up? Is that that's soon, right? Isn't that after? Is it next week or is it after? Do you know, you would Paul? have to throw a wrench into today's I know. plans, wouldn't you? Yeah, I would. I definitely would. <laughs> I'm not going to make it that easy on you. All right, forget about I even said that. There you go. But, uh, you know, I just think it's going to be very difficult to keep both those guys, Paul. It we'll is, the deadline happens. for restricted free agents to sign offer sheets is April 23rd. Okay. So and then you have till the to 28th yeah. to match the offer sheets. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, this is, uh, it'll be exciting. I mean, I, I, I want to hear from the callers too. I want to, I want to know what these guys, if I want to throw a question out for our callers, if I could, is like, who, who do you think will be the first free agent to be, uh, you know, not unofficially signed with the Giants, whether some, one of our own or somebody outside the building? That's what I'd like to hear. All right. Very good. Let's go right to the phones at 973-667-1960. This is your show today, folks. Paul, very quickly. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Thank you, Jeff. I like that sound effect. (laughs) Nothing major, but he's a former Giant, so I'm bringing it up. I believe Ian Rappaport just reported on NFL Network. Marcus Golden staying with the Cardinals. Two years contract worth up to around $9 or $10 million. Okay, and in fact, I believe it was yesterday or was it last night overnight that Kevin Zeitler was reported to have joined uh, the Baltimore Ravens. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. anyway. Okay, 973-667-1960. Let's let the horses out of the barn. Bob in Pennsylvania, you're first on the show. Hi, guys. Hello. Hi. Uh, What gets me mad about Zeitler signing, um, it was that – we never. That, that tells me if you got him for three years, twenty-two million, that we never actually went to him to try and keep him. And if we cannot get Williams signed by Wednesday, you gotta you gotta rescind the tag because then uh, you know that William um, that I, I got a blank right now. Which <laughs> who's the guy we want to keep again? Yeah, I got a little brain fart there. If we, as soon as Tomlin hits the market, he's gone. So why do you want to put all your eggs in in this guy's basket if he does not want to sign here? We've got to. If we can't, if you can't come to an agreement right now with him, I'd say you got to rescind the tag and then get the wide receiver from Detroit and sign Tomlinson. Because you just okay. can't – because we, we don't have the money to be playing around and giving all of our money to this one guy. He, he's had two years to want to sign long-term and help out the salary cap here. We're, we're, we're going to be screwing things up by uh, putting all our eggs in, the, in his basket. We, we didn't go after Zeitler, and that was a pretty affordable contract that he got from Baltimore. Well, I would only say this, Bob. We don't know because a lot of these negotiations and talks go on behind closed doors. We have no idea if the Giants did try to do a new deal with Zeitler. Perhaps they did ask him to take a Mm -hmm. pay cut. Perhaps they did ask him to restructure and do something different with his deal. And perhaps he declined. We don't know the answer to that. I'm not saying that it happened. What I'm saying is we don't know. I mean, I, I, I know for a fact that over the, the many years that I've been doing this, players have been released, and it wasn't because the team didn't want them back. There have been instances, and I know firsthand, of where they went to the player and said, listen, this is what we'd like to do to keep you, and the player said, no, I'd rather you cut me. And I'm yeah, sure you know of those instances too, Jeff. 
Well, it happens all the time. I mean, and, and we know we've been around the Giants organization. I mean, all of us on the show have been for a while and understand. I, I, I was actually in this situation where, you know, the Giants give you they understand the value, at least their own value of what they want to put on on uh, on you. And so they'll they'll have a number in mind and they'll share that number with you. Um, and if you want to so come back to it and then here it is. But if not, then. Go test the market. You've got to be careful what you wish for. Now, of all things, Marcus Golden, a few years ago, look what happened to him. You know, and then they got that strange tag on him and this and that. But he was looking for, you know, after having a really good season and then coming into free agency, looking to – the Giants said to him, this is what we'll pay you. And he said no, and he went into the market. So, but with Zeitler, I got a feeling – and I like you said, Paul, we do not know the conversation that if this ever was or ever wasn't. But the fact is, is that I think Zeitler's still young enough to know that he could he could go out there and get a job right away because he is a really good football guy, and I think that's uh, he just said I'm going to test the free agency and go for it. So um, that's uh, water under the bridge at this point. And remember, for every single scenario, there are many reasons why one of the two sides or maybe both sides would not want to come to a deal. It could involve yeah. the length of the deal. It could involve the incentives. It could involve the guarantees. There are a lot of reasons why one party may say, I'm not comfortable with this. I'm not going to do it. Hey, Paul, we have a yeah. piece of news here. Go ahead, John. Uh, Josina Anderson. Thank you, Jeff. Josina Anderson reporting that Jack Barrett just texted her, I am going back to Tampa, done deal. So we don't have details on that yet. But the Bucks trying to keep that Super Bowl team together. All right. Well, Jeff, you are our official instrument for the show. Okay. Okay? Yeah. Do you happen to have a drum set? In, in, I wish in, I had a piano or something here that I, I don't. <laughs> not, first of all, even if I did, okay, I I, I am not. I, I have not. I've never played a musical instrument in my life, so it. I don't know. I would. How be about able to a come. kazoo? <laughs> Doesn't that you know qualify? What, Paul, you you I you remind me of somebody that knows how to play the kazoo. No, but I do not. <laughs> <laughs> Nine seven three six six seven nineteen sixty. Rapid fire today boom, as we boom. go through free agency. Stas from Washington, your next other show. Hello. Hey, what's up, Paul? So this is what I think we should do. Obviously, we need to work hard on trying to get Williams uh, tied down. But if we have to be able to plant and pivot, if I agree with the previous caller, if if it comes down to the wire tomorrow night and it looks like nothing's happening, we need to rescind the tag so that we don't hurt our purchasing power on free agency today. As much as I want Williams back, there are a lot of holes to fill, and if we end up in this stalemate with him, we're, we're just going to be in the same situation that we were in last season. And I think it's better that we rescind, try to get our, our wide receiver one, get another rusher, and then address uh, edge rusher and wide receiver and, and more offense on um, inside of uh, the draft. I'm That's curious, you did not mention opinion. Tomlinson at all. Well, I, to me, he's well, a I given. I think he's you saying he agreed with back. the caller. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, he's a given. You have to bring him back. He's a leader. He, he, it's more than just his position. He's a captain for a reason. You mm-hmm. have to bring him back. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Thank you. Thank you, Stas. Appreciate it. Yeah, Jeff, and again, we've talked effect, about this. We Okay, go ahead. Dun, 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 dun. Thank you, Jeff. <laughs> I'm kind of enjoying this. I'm not going to lie. Um, Ian Rappaport reporting the Lions and pass rusher Romeo Okwara, former Giants, oh. are staying together. Agreed to a three-year, $39 million deal coming off wow. a 10-sack year. Wow. Boy. Well, you know, when he, just... he went out to Detroit and they used him as a hand-in-the-dirt 4-3 mm-hmm. defensive end, it really helped his game a lot. He, he was not a good scheme fit when he was here with the Giants at the time that they were using what they were doing with him. So, hey guys, um, um, it's good for good for him. We we had talked about this last week a little bit, and I think we're kind of starting to see the trend here of all these teams. They're really trying to hang on to their guys. And, um, you know, maybe they are structuring these three year deals and this and that. And, um, you know, these can all be always be redone next year when the cap gets a little bit higher. Um, or they could cut these guys, and um, but this is interesting because I mean, as we go down this list, there's I mean, guys are being retained by their own teams, so I think it's interesting. It's it's just gonna it's gonna take a lot of a lot away from the field, if you will, today, and what's going on. Don't you guys agree? I mean, we're seeing it. Look at Marcus Golden. We just saw Oquara. Um, Jeff, you know, we're you only t- sixteen minutes in. 
Yeah, but I've seen no. <laughs> is that a, I'm not is talking that a about trend just. After but no, I'm just saying minutes? no. The, you know what I mean? The trend isn't just today. I mean, it's been over the weekend. Oh, and It's yes, been yes. kind of leading up to that. These yes. teams are just letting their they're getting their own guys to stay. Um, I'm not so much talking about the tampering period. It's just I think this is the trend of of teams trying to keep their own guys. And by the way, we all agree with that. You want to keep your own guys if you can. Yeah, you know? sure. Uh, the other day, I think it was on Friday, I was listening to Jim Miller and Pat Kerwin, my mm-hmm. favorite hosts on NFL radio, uh, Sirius, that is. And Jim said that he was keeping a, a count of the number of street-free agents, veteran street-free agents who had been purged in salary cap cuts. And at of- the time that he was doing the show, he said, I've got it at 44 guys have been set free in cap crunches. 40 of the guys were starters less this past season. That's wow. a pretty scary number, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, unfortunately, so, you know. If those I, guys were starters last year, they got a good chance of being starters somewhere else this year again. You would think. If not their own. Yeah, yeah. 973-667-1960, rapid fire. Peter from the Florida Keys, you're on line one. Hello. Hey, guys, how you doing today? Good, well, how, are how are you? Good, good, good. Hey, so a couple of comments. Um, Paul, I kind of agree with uh, my free agency strategy that I would take. I would absolutely try to sign Tomlinson, and I would prefer doing that over getting a high-end wide receiver in free agency. I okay. think going into the draft makes most sense. Um, I'm, I'm kind of concerned about guard on the other side of the ball. Um, I think that we do have to get maybe not a high-end starter, but uh, I know after you know all these um, team team cuts, I know that there's going to be some solid quality guards that could be potentially a, a starting guard for us. So um, those are kind of the, the angles that I'm I'm thinking about. But I guess my question for you guys want to get your opinion on it. If the Giants do indeed come to terms with Nate Solder, how do you foresee the whole tackle scenario work out? Do you think that – me personally, I would love to keep uh, our left tackle in place, mm-hmm. and I'd want to move Solder over to right tackle. But we do want to give that young tackle, Parrot, a chance to grow and be the bookends that we've expected them to be for the future. How would you handle Solder? How would you handle Pert? And how would you handle Thomas moving forward if he doesn't indeed get a – a deal. And thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Appreciate it, it Peter. I think all of us are unanimous on this program that Thomas should stay at left tackle. But, Jeff, I'll leave it up to you to uh, expand on Oh, that. no. I'm with you 100%. You know, we talk about continuity and guys just getting used to playing the one position. And you don't want to, you know, if it's not broke, don't fix it, right? I mean, he had a second half of the season last year. He did very well. And he's just going to continue to be that. The right tackle position, not a bad thing to have when you got a guy in Matt Parrott that's developing, if you will, and, and in Solder who is a veteran that can play that position. He's done it before. So competition, exactly what Joe Judge wants. Put some competition at that right tackle. you got a quality backup in either one of them. So we'll see. Let me try to make a little sense out of what the Giants did with the right side of that offensive line for a second, uh, Jeff, and and, and see if you can follow my my logic and my numbers here. And in retrospect, I think I now have a better handle on why the Giants have done what they've done. All right. If things were as they were going to be a month ago, the Giants would probably, I would think, Cameron Fleming is going to walk. I don't know that, but I would he is an unrestricted free agent. So let's assume for a second that because he's not under contract, he's gone. So the Giants were going to need to figure out who the third offensive tackle was going to be, and if that guy was in fact going to be a competitor with Pert for the job, or if he was just going to strictly be a backup and you were going to will the job to Pert. In my, or Pert, Pert actually is the way he pronounces it. So my feeling is you want a guy to compete with Pert. I don't think you just want to give it to him second year out of the box. Oh, yeah. Okay? So here's the thing. If you kept Zeitler at his 14 million cap number, okay, you were going to have to bring in a third offensive tackle who was going to push Parrott for the starting job. Now, Fleming had a $4 million cap number last year. So, in theory, that's 18 mil between the starting guard and the contending third tackle. Are you following me? 
Okay. Now, by doing what they've done, Fleming is unrestricted. Uh, they are reported to have, with some of the national reports from Ian Rappaport and, uh, and Adam Schefter, they are reported to have brought Solderback, or at least this is what this is what mm-hmm. is being uh, transmitted to the national media. A restructured media. deal. Well, yeah, right? we have no understanding. Okay, let's make that clear. We do not know what the front office mechanisms are and what the numbers are and what the, what's going on upstairs. So let me make that very clear. We are not confirming anything. But hypothetically, let's go with the number of a $10 million cap hit in a restructure for Solder this year. Well, that means now they need to find a right guard and if they find a starting right guard, if not within the house, outside the house, for anything under 8 mil, that means the two positions will cost them less on the cap this season than it did last season. Do you follow? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think, I think that is where their logic was here is that they're hoping that the third tackle and the starting right guard will come in for under an $18 million cap hit this year. And whatever room they are able to find with that combination, that money can now be used to you uh, to be employed on another position. And if you look at it that way, strictly from an economic standpoint, I think you can understand why they may have done this the way they have done it over the course of the last two weeks. Yeah, good analogy. I mean, and, but bottom line here is that you do have to find that guard. <laughs> it's either, you know what I'm saying? So can you go out there in free agency and get him for the $8 million that you're saying? And we'll see. Well, um, but- let's put it this way. Uh, if the deal that's been reported online for uh, Kevin Zeitler, yeah. right, is, yeah. is about seven and a half a year, uh, chances are you might be able to get a guy that's going mm-hmm. to get you under that targeted number of $8 million for the guard. Yeah. It, it, it sounds like it's going to be possible. Interesting. All right? 973-667-1960. We go back to the lines. Line number one has Charlie from Portland, Maine. Hello, Charlie. Hey, guys. I Hi. see a bad moon horizon, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Is he still playing? Hey, <laughs> hey, no, um, I don't know. My God, I, I just, I don't know. I just think that if we have, I, we don't have any money right now, as far as we know, right? We don't have any money. Gettleman hasn't restructured any contracts. He could have restructured Bradbury. He could restructure, and we could end up getting a lot more cap space. Right now, we're being held hostage by this whole Williams thing. And if he doesn't sign a long-term contract, Basically, our free agency is shot. So they have to sign a long-term contract, in my opinion, by Wednesday or today, really, or you're going to have Tomlinson's going to walk because he's going to go out there. There's a whole bunch of teams that want him, and he's going to get a bunch of money, and he's going to be gone. And so we're going to lose him. And 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 they're going to probably end up rescinding Williams' contract because they can't get any long-term thing done. I mean, Gettleman lost his leverage a year ago. He had an opportunity to sign him last year. They saw he played, you know, what, four, I don't know, he played a half a year. He gave two, two draft picks for him. They should have known who they had and who they wanted. If he had signed them last year instead of tagging him, he would have got him for about $15 million a year or maybe or sixteen. Now, wait, wait, Charlie, Charlie, no, 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 Charlie, Charlie, you, don't know you have that, no though. idea if that's true or not. Yeah, yeah. He you're, was you're very hypothetical. You're telling, okay, let me put it this way. You think he would have got less if we signed him last year and he would get more this year because he had 11 and a half sacks? Don't you think he wants more money this year? That's yeah, what I'm trying to p- say. And that's, that is true. That. Look, here's the thing, okay? When it comes down to conversations between the players and the teams and the agents, we don't have, and nor do you or anybody else out there, we do not have privy to what conversations may or may not have taken place. Quite frankly, when the Giants made the deal for Leonard Williams, they made the deal with the intention that he would be here over the long term. They did not 
make that trade with the Jets thinking he was going to be a two-month rental, okay? So I am sure, in fact, I can pretty much say this with a very strong, educated guess, that from the time Leonard Williams got here, they have had the intentions of the long-term deal, and they probably did have conversation with him after those first couple of months when he was here. Now, whether or not those conversations went well, they were way off the board, they were wide apart, I can't tell you those things. But I can tell you that they've always wanted to long-term him. That has been the intention from day number one. I let him go. Well. Okay. Okay. Uh, hundred percent. I mean, this all started last year, um, and I think that you know there is still that little item where what position is he going to get? To, you know, is it defensive end, defensive tackle? What is yeah. it? But you know, you look at the deal that Shaq Barrett just got reportedly by um, four years up to seventy-two million. Okay, and it's like which averages out to them reading on here by uh, who is this? Adam Schefter is saying this thirty-six million fully guaranteed. Um, you know, so that's 17 million or something a year. Um, is that what's not Leonard 20, Williams? by the way, it's not 20, which is what everybody seems to believe all the high end pass rushers should be getting now. Well, about Paul, my guess year. is that he probably took less to stay, right? He probably would have gotten more than that on the open market. Right? Exactly. John. Potentially, exactly. Yeah. potentially. I don't know the answer to that, but potentially again, it's a depressed market and there's only so many teams that have a ton of money. Well, the edge rush market is set to be eighteen million a year. It's kind of, that's what that's what uh, Ralph Vacker. What is it? Vac, what? How do you pronounce his last name? Vacchiano? Is yeah. I mean, that's what he's reporting. That now well, that he can now, report whatever he likes. I know. Doesn't mean it's true. But, but we're, I'm trying to get to the point where what what is Leonard Williams going to? You talk about they're wanting to sign him. I think the Giants want to sign him, but they're not going to they're not going to want to sign him for twenty million dollars, right? I mean, um, but I I think that this is. I, I think it's going to get done because their their intent the whole time is to keep him. I mean, let me you put got it to you this way, Jeff: there are only three players in the National Football League who have an average yearly value at the position of twenty or more: Chris Jones, DeForest Buckner, and Aaron Donald. Those are the three guys mm-hmm. in the league of all the interior defensive linemen in the National Football League who are averaging twenty million dollars or more. Now, I'm a very big Leonard Williams fan. You guys all know that. I was very much in favor of acquiring him in the trade. But I have to say, the body of work that he has put on the field compared to the number of impact games that Jones, Buckner, and Donald have had is not quite there. Leonard Williams has had two outstanding years in his career. So while I'm a big fan, I don't necessarily believe that I could justify based on one Pro Bowl year with the Jets and one 11-sack year with the Giants, that he needs to be in the top three. Hmm. You disagree? Uh, you think he needs to be in the top three? I would put I, him in the top I, five. I think top three, well, fine. I mean, you know, Kenny Clark is 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 over 17. Fletcher, Fletcher Cox is just a tad over 17. Grady Jarrett's at 17. Cameron Haywood of the Steelers. By the way, Cameron Haywood is really good. <laughs> he's really old, too. And, and, and look at the resume he's put on the board. And he is at an average per year of 16-4. Geno yeah. Atkins, who is, yes, he's long in the tooth, but look at the resume. And he's at 16-3. So, you know, I'm, I would say to you, I'm not so sure that it should be automatic that Leonard Williams should get 20. That's, that's all I'm saying. Okay. Yeah. I don't think he gets 20. 973-667-1960. Sean in Maryland, you're next Hello, on the Sean. Line. Hello. How you doing? Good. Well, how are you? Um, I want to continue this conversation about Leonard Williams and the free agency and everything going like that. Um, just some basic clarification. Now, I understand you put the franchise tag on him. He wants more money and everything like that. But to my understanding, doesn't he still have an outstanding grievance? Like, mm-hmm. if we're trying to get Williams signed to a long-term deal within a short you know, period of time, and saying, well, Wednesday, how can we do that if the grievance isn't taken care of? Like, I'm not exactly sure how that works. And I'll appreciate if you guys can, like, uh, you know, help me understand what's going on with that. Sean, situation. to be honest with you, I think it's laughable that such a a uh, a grievance should be taking this long. I asked that of Jason from Over the Cap when we had him on the show as a guest last week, 
I said, this just, 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 it's crazy to me. How could they not have made a decision as a league on what this guy's salary was for a season that is already over? I mean, that's nuts. That's not the Giants' fault. That's, that's, that's the league's fault. So what I think is going to happen at some point during this negotiation when they are sitting down with Leonard to try to hammer out the fine details for a new contract, I think they're going to probably meatloaf that grievance into the deal and come mm-hmm. up with a way to either make amends in there or forget about the grievance or whatever it's going to be. I'm sure that the grievance is going to be dropped by the time they've got a new deal in place. Okay. And that's, about, that and that's an educated guess, by the way. That's yeah. not something that I know. <laughs> and maybe that's this crazy. all has to be done like, before the league like year. Gettleman would have his hands tied with everything, you know, going on. And I'm not giving him any excuses or anything. I know that half the fan base is going to throw tomatoes at me. But it's like, how can he proceed when, you know, like I said, the grievance is taken care of and he got all this stuff going on. But well, I'm sure that that probably out. was a part of the delay. I, right. I, 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 I don't know that for a fact, but I would think part of the delay was that everybody thought on the Williams team and on the Giants side of things that that grievance would have been settled, they would have gotten the 2020 money done, and they would have a clear understanding of the 120% of the new tag that he was supposed to be due. But the, the, the league did not come up with the numbers. It seems really to me, I'll be frank with you, I, th- I think it's very unfair that the league did not settle that situation long before today. Agreed. Yeah. Well, I, I appreciate it. You got to take it easy. Thank you, Sean. Sure. 973-667-1960 is our phone number. Hey, Paul, I have a nugget for you real quick. It isn't a new contract, so, Jeff, no music, please. Okay, um, no music. Rappaport reporting, Shaq Barrett on that contract, mm-hmm. his cap number for this year, only $5.6 million. How about that? <laughs> Well, that is called creativity. <laughs> and the Giants have the best in the business in Kevin Abrams, who is they, uh, a true cap guru. So whatever deals that they can come up with for any of their players, you can be sure that the machinations will be used to maximum advantage. Wow. That's, in, that's incredible. Think about that, guys. I mean, you got kickers making $4 million, And then, you know, as far as the cap number, that's, yeah. that's crazy. That is some great work. That is really good. Keeping their own. 973-667-1960. We're going to go for a record number of calls in this show. Ryan from Pennsylvania. Ryan. You are on line one. Hello. How's it going, guys? Uh, good. Just wanted to talk about the uh, the restructuring of some of the contracts that we had. Um, yes. If we look at our talent across the board um, and, and we lay out you know, the top six or seven of our players, do we think we should be restructuring some more of these contracts? I don't think uh, – from a talent standpoint across the league, you know, Sterling Shepard's coming in at $9 million with all these really, really good players coming off, you know, being cut with a tight salary cap space. I mean, I think maybe we could really justify using our money in a better way with some of these restructures. Well, yep. go ahead, Jeff. Well, you start. Well, it's, it's, it's the old kick the can down the road thing, right? Um, yep. You just have to be careful. You, I, I, we've talked about this before. You know, you can restructure contracts all you want, but eventually they're, they're gonna, it's going to cost you. Um, I don't know, you know, when you talk about Sterling Shepard and some of these other guys, I, I'm sure that this has all been uh, broached before this day has happened. Um, but, you know, maybe, maybe they still have some things up their sleeve. I don't know. Paul? Yeah, l- let me say this. You know, I, I understand – that you can do these renegotiations by adding years and even voidable years. Those are some of the real tricky mechanisms that you can Mm -hmm. use to, you know, lower cap numbers. The only way that those things make sense is if a player is young enough where he's still in the prime of his career, where you could say to yourself, you know what, I don't think it's kicking the can down the road because I expect him to be here. I expect that he's going to be on my team for another two or three years, and he's going to be that good that he deserves the pay that we're going to put to those years, and there's no reason to fear that we're going to cut him and put dead money on our cap. And so when when I thought about that, I said to myself, there are probably two guys on the roster for me who probably who will kind of fit that scenario. 
I thought that, that Zeitler potentially could have. I, I think that Jabril Peppers potentially could. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, but, but here's the thing. Pepper's average per year right now is only two and a half mil. Yeah. You know, so so he's not exactly overly inflated that, that you know, it would make a lot of sense to do that. Right now, now, Sterling Shepard's yeah. an interesting candidate because, you know, yes, does, he's a good does player. Does the production justify it? Good but player, gotta, you, but, you but he's also been hurt a lot in his career, well, too. Well, there you go. You took the words out of my mouth. You're gonna, if you're going to kick the can, so to speak, in that term, but you got to make sure that the guys that you are doing this for, and I think you, you hit it on the nail on the head, Paul, was the guys are going to be, they're young, you know they're going to still produce, and that they're going to be on Sunday, they're in uniform. You know, those are the things you need to look at because, it's, it's, you know, injuries are part of the game, but we know that a lot of these guys do have track records of how many games they miss each year. And I think Sterling Shepard is probably one, one of those guys where we can probably count on him missing a few games every single year because of just the way that it, it's been the history of his, uh, the way he plays the game and just how it happens. Yeah, so that's what makes it kind of tricky with him. And, and, yeah. and again, and with anybody, co- really. Well, sure it does because any guy who you think you're going to cut in the short term or you don't think can get on the field consistently – aren't really guys that are candidates for these kinds of maneuvers. And that's why you heard Dave Gettleman say, I don't really like kicking the can down the road because it takes a guy in a certain position. He's got to be able to check all these certain boxes to make it justifiable. You follow? Well, do we? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do we, I mean, but do we think like this year, as we're talking about all these players that you, like you just said recently was 40 out of 44 players were starters. Is this not, the prime time with a, a roster that's not quite there yet. Uh, we, I think we can all say that we're, we're not, we're not there. We may make that next step to the playoff team, but we're not right there with the availability of players that we have right now. Like you guys are saying, you know, if the production's not there and we don't want to extend them down the road and the, and the numbers aren't justifiable for their cap numbers, do we, do we capitalize on the amount of like, we're talking 25, 26, 27 year old players that are possibly going to be really good players at a low number this is like i would i would think it'd be the year that we maybe try to get some of these good players to fill out this roster and help the draft too well I, again i think knowing how the giants have kevin abrams in their cap room so to speak uh anything that they can do i think they will explore and, and by the way to some degree and again i i don't know how many other guys I would think about doing this with, but maybe Blake Martinez, he's 27. He's only had one year with the Giants, but it was certainly a terrific season. Maybe you would think about doing something with him. Maybe James Bradbury. Those would be the two guys I would think of, too, right? to be honest with you. Maybe. Yeah. I and mean, Jeff, way, I don't know. Yeah, And just the note, by the way, guys, you know, remember, this negotiating period, you're not actually signing contracts, right? And you don't have to be under the cap until the league year hits on Wednesday at 4 p.m. Correct. On 317. So if you are negotiating with somebody during this period and you come to a tentative agreement, we all know it's not final. We've seen guys, you know, go back on these deals before. They sure have. So you can come to an agreement. You don't have to worry about the cap stuff now. After you come to the agreement, then you can decide, all right, well, we know we can get this guy at this number. Let's, you know, restructure two deals. And, you know, on, on these restructures, players are always going to say yes because they're getting more bonus money up front. It becomes guaranteed. Mm-hmm. So these players aren't, as Jeff can speak to, Jeff, players aren't going to say no to turning base salary into no. bonus money. <laughs> no. They aren't saying no to that. The, the only no. way they're going to say no is if they, number one, want to stay with the team, and that has, has a lot to do with it. Okay, because they figure out, like, you know, maybe they have family here, you know, whatever. It's just some unusual or not, just some other thing. But the bottom line is, yes, John, if they're going to give me more money and add a year onto my contract and give me more guaranteed money, I'm taking it. I'm taking it. Unless they tell me, if you don't take it, we're going to cut you. And then I'm going to go to free agency. Then that's another that's another conversation I got to have with my, you know, my people. Yes. So. Yes, and by the way, in the interest of accuracy, I, I don't want to give a sketchy number earlier. Uh, Cameron Fleming was a $3.5 million uh, salary this past year, not, not four. four. Yeah. Not four. Close I had enough. said about four. It was a little bit less than that. So we'll in give all the reality, other 500 to John. 
Exactly. There we go. There we go. Or we could give it to you, Jeff, if you like. No, I I want to share. Jeff doesn't need it. Okay. But anyway, my (laughs) philosophy on that still holds, and and that's still the the kind of thinking process Mm -hmm. that that may have, may have, again, I stress, may have been part of how the Giants were looking at this scenario. 973-667-1960. Giants fans, uh, you, uh, let's see. Oh, it's the season ticket promo I've got to read. Giant season tickets are on sale now for 2021. In addition to ticket savings, membership benefits include access to exclusive events, experiences, pre-sales, and more. You can lock in your seats starting at just $100. Call 888-NYG-1925 or visit Giants.com slash tickets for more information. And don't miss out on your chance to experience a premier hospitality experience watching Giants games and world-class concerts in 2021 as a Giants suite partner. Limited full season locations are available. We'll place a deposit for individual games. Call 888-NYG-1925 or visit Giants.com slash suites for more information. And Giants fans, you can get a New York Giants checking account from Investors Bank with a Giants branded debit card, security features, and discounts at the Giants online shop you can earn up to 250 dollars when you open an account at investorsbank.com slash giants member fdic paul very minor deal pat elf line according to adam schefter heading to the panthers on a three-year 13 and a half million dollar deal six oh, million fully guaranteed minnesota vikings veteran correct he played for the jets, he, he, he he for the jets as well yeah, yeah. so not for uh, very long no, I, I think he probably. I think he played more with Minnesota. Oh, right here, I, final six games of twenty twenty at left guard for the Jets. Mm-hmm. There you go. Nine seven three six six seven nineteen sixty. Len in Columbia, Maryland. You are on line one. Paul, not Hello. yet. I'm still screening. Stand by. Oh, sorry. Can I get music this time? <laughs> Give me some music, John. Just let me know when you need the music, buddy. I'm here for you. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, we will get Len up in a second. We'll get the uh, okay from John. Uh, in the meantime, again, you can always hit us up at hashtag Giants Chat or at Jay Fegels or at Giants WFAN. John, if we're ready, you can pop Len up. Hello? Bud Dupree's still out there. I bet. Yeah, well, he's also coming off an ACL, but I do like him. Hello, Len. Hey, how you doing, guys? How are good, you? Good, Len. Good to hear from good, you. Good, 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 good. And exciting. This is going to be an exciting week for sure and it's and it's you know it's starting right now let me put in my two cents about uh, you know about williams um bottom line pay the man what did you expect you were getting when you traded for him i mean he he had to be have exceeded expectations mm-hmm. i mean you, you you can't make that trade and then say oh god the guy played too well we can't afford him <laughs> you hope not i mean <laughs> i mean seriously he he's your you know, arguably, he's our best player. You, you, you can't let your best player walk. Look, Kevin, Kevin Abrams may, may be the best when it comes to managing the cap. But we all know sometimes you just have to overpay. Now, and I think they're close. I think they're close. All I'm saying is let's get this done you got to keep your best players. Let's let's not even go to plural. you got to keep your best player. I mean, we, we have to sign this guy. Maybe we overpay and people complain all the rest of the summer and all through next year. The guy's a player. The guy's a player. Let's keep – we need players. Let's keep this guy on our team. All right, let me say one other thing. The, the, the three best players I saw last year – to play against the Giants, and obviously that's not every team. That's not every team. The three best players I saw mm-hmm. were Bud Dupree, Jamal Adams, and Hassan Riddick. Now Adams is not available, obviously, unless we're going to make some kind of trade. He's not a free agent. Hey, I'll take either of the other two. Either of the other two. Hey, thanks for calling my. Thanks for taking my call. Looking forward to hearing what you guys have to say. And and come on, let's go Giants. Let's get some players here. Thanks, guys. Thank you. I like I like Bud Dupree. I do. So do I. I know I know he's a little damaged goods, if you will, but I like his motor. I like his uh, presence. I think he's a good locker room guy, and he's one of those lunch pail dudes. Man, he shows up to play and work every single day, um, and I like him a lot. You know, so 
I would go for him. Would you go for him over Hassan, Paul? Not, e- not even close. Not even close. Gotcha. Okay. I have Let's a put it this way. Guys. Hassan Reddick. What's that, John? No, no, I'm sorry. I said I, I wanted to put a question to you guys and, and Paul, and then yeah. you can finish your statement. I apologize. Yeah, that's all right. Because we, we had the caller earlier that kind of asked the same question, and then he put it a different way. But I'll frame it this way since Lane called about the edge guys. We all love Dalvin Tomlinson. We'll never say a bad thing about the guy. Awesome dude. What if you could get at the same number, same number of years, one of these edge guys that you like, and I'll, you can pick whichever one you guys like the most, They're if left. it's around the same <laughs> cap number, which would you prefer or which oh, guy do you think would make a bigger impact on helping the team be better next year? Now, John, t- let me just ask you. So are you talking about Leonard Williams and Dalvin, if you could just keep one of those two? No, no, I'm, or? I'm assuming Leonard Williams is on the team. Oh, um, you're assuming he's on the team. So. I'm giving you the choice between either bringing Dalvin back or going okay. for more of an edge pass rusher instead for similar values. And knowing that that, that Williams is, has been signed or he's going to play on the tag right. or whatever. Yeah, either one, correct. I, I would keep Dalvin. I'm, I'm going to keep that interior with, uh, you know, with big deck. I mean, I, I'm going to keep that group intact. They're young. They're still good. That's I would, me. too. I, I think the sum of the parts is greater than the individuals, and that's why I would like to keep that line yeah. intact as what well. What about you, John? It's a good question. You no, know, um, it's a good question. I don't dispute that at all, but no, I would I lean I'm, towards I'm just, keeping it, it's, it's tough to say because here's how I look at it. I think Dalvin Tomlinson is the much safer player. I think there's a certain level of risk with all of these edge rushers. And the ones that there isn't a level of risk, they're the ones that are going to go for a lot more money. So I I don't know. I could see it either way, and maybe I should have had an answer before I asked you guys the tough (laughs) question, and I'm kind of copying out. Well, maybe I I should have asked you to answer your question. No, 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 no. If I'm asking you, I I should have to answer the question as well. I, I see it both ways, and I think there's an argument for both sides of it, to be honest. I will answer this real quickly. I know we got to move on, but I will tell you this. I'm more impressed with Dalvin Tom for, for his playability. The guy is on the field every Sunday. Um, he wears a captain patch. He's great in the locker room. And I tell you, you know this, you guys know this. If the Giants do not resign, he's going to be gone like a in a New York minute. There is going to be a team that's going to pay him. That's just the way it's worked. Looked at the other guys in the history mm-hmm. of that position with the Giants that have left here before. Uh, we've already gone through it many times. Nine seven three six six seven nineteen sixty is our phone number. Please give us a call. Give us your thoughts on the Giants' free agency situation regarding Reddick and Dupree. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, Jeff, I've always been a stickler for consistency. Um, it, it it always kind of turns me off when a guy has a couple of big games, and then the rest of the season he kind of disappears. Now, Hassan Reddick, for his 12-and-a-half sacks, had five in one game against the Giants and had at least one sack in seven of 16 games, which means in nine games he had none. Last year, Dupree had at least one sack in seven of 11 games before he got hurt. Okay. Including how many against the Giants that day? Do you remember? Was it a couple? Against the Giants, he, he did not have any. None. Okay. They actually held it. They held him sackless. But but the point is, well, actually, let me see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. That is correct. Seven of eleven games, uh, he wound up having sacks, which means he was only held without a sack four times before he got hurt. That that does carry a bit of a nugget for me. I, I I like guys who are consistently week in and week out going to be able to give you something yeah. as opposed to the home run hitting sack specialist who will get you a few this Sunday and then for the next month he'll be shut out. But don't you think that the guys that are consistently getting after the quarterback that are there every single week, day in and day out, those are the guys you can't afford. Those, you know what I'm saying? Those well, this that... is why Dupree comes into the conversation because sure. off of a torn ACL, nobody really has any idea what kind of price he's going to command. Yeah. Or, frankly, how good he's going to be at the start of the that year. Too. Year, right? That, too. That, too. I mean, you, these guys, you know, often they take a year. Money, yeah. I, I mean, mean look, what happened, look what happened with Marcus Golden. It took him a whole year of playing before he started to resemble himself yeah. again. And he didn't have surgery until December. On so, that you too, so you just don't know. You just don't know. 
But, you know, would would Dupree be a guy I would investigate? Yes, I would. I, and I've said that for a few weeks now. I would investigate him. I don't know that I would come to a deal or offer him a deal, but I would investigate him. All right, 973-667-1960. Scott in New Mexico, you are next on the show. Hello. Hi, guys. How are you doing today? Hi. Good. Um, I have a question that probably won't sound very good, but uh, why is anyone contemplating bringing Nat Solder back based on his 2019 performance? Nate Solder. Nate Solder, I'm sorry, yes. Uh, It just doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, the guy gave up, uh, what, 56 pressures, 11 sacks. And you're trying Played hurt all season, right? Played hurt all season. There were injuries that you guys don't know anything about. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Paul. He had some issues and a personal issue and, and well. Yeah, and he was flying back and forth to Boston many times during the week to help out his, his poor sick child who was dealing with right. cancer. Come on but now. Do you, do you feel that he can actually step it up? Because uh, uh, when he was combined with Mike Remmers, they were the two worst in the league that year. And granted, as you just said, uh, he had some personal issues and had an injury. So... But I just don't have any confidence that he's going to be the kind of tackle that you really need at that position. Yeah, but and, maybe he doesn't win the job. Maybe okay. Parrott actually wins the job, and he just becomes the third tackle as the swing guy. He okay. might not be. He might not even be the starter. And that make would make more sense for me based on what the Giants want to do okay. on the offensive line. That's uh, my second, my second question, and then I'll take it off the air. Uh, in the discussion with Leonard Williams. Uh, I happen to agree with you, Paul. I think $20 million is a lot of money to pay this guy. But what I'm concerned about, maybe you can answer this question, was he, was he better because of Dalvin Tomlinson and Dexter Lawrence, and that made him a better player based on the scheme, because obviously with the Jets he wasn't very good? Uh, or relevant speaking, he wasn't that good. But on the Giants, he obviously excelled that year. And I just want to know if you get rid of Dalvin Tomlinson, is Leonard Williams the same player? And I'll be glad to take your answers off of your guys. Thanks again. Paul, Jeff, I'm going to thank you very much, okay. Scott. I'm yeah. going to list the following names, and every one of these guys is responsible for Leonard Williams having a breakout season. Dalvin Tomlinson, Dexter Lawrence, Patrick Graham, Leonard Williams himself, and Richard Seymour. All of those people had a major impact on Williams having a career year. Don't, and don't forget about the coach, Spencer. Coach spent, yeah, Coach Chaos. I'm telling you. Yep. The guy, he told me at the beginning of the season, you watch and see what this guy will do this season with some technique and some work. He will be a beast. He told me that. Sure yep. enough. Now, hit the thing that Scott was asking about Nate Solder. I don't know what it's been reported, the renegotiation, what it was worth, how much he's going to be pay, you know, playing for, this and that. The bottom line is, is that you, know, you've got to, you don't have a right tackle, per se, other than Parrott right now. Okay? Mm-hmm. I mean, so now you've got Nate Solder, a veteran. You've got a, you've got a young guy in Matt Parrott to compete for that job. And so I don't know if they can – obviously, they, if they restructured it, they can, that's the, the thinking behind that where the money is. Um, well, remember you know, this, Jeff. If you were to dispatch of Solder, you're going to have a chunk of dead money on your cap plus exactly. whatever money you have to go use to get the replacement. So let's just see if he can still play, right? I mean, let's let's restructure his deal, bring him in here, have him compete. Um, we, we have nothing to lose. The, what we do have, do have to lose if we cut him is all that dead money. So let's get him here. And obviously he agreed to do something like that. That's fine. So, you know, there's going to be your competition into the camp. Uh, when you that right tackle position, so and 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 I think that Leo is a guy that any t- any guy that has those types of players playing in the in the rotation with them are going to obviously make them better, no matter what, right? I mean, so um, I just I just think that you know the guy had, he proved it last year and he went and proved it again this year. So you're going to have to pay him. You're going to have to pay him, and. Um, you know, there's a lot of guys that don't think it's worth 20, but we're not the one that's paying him. Maybe he'll get it. Who knows? But he's definitely going to get between 17 and 20. We know that. That sounds logical. Mm-hmm. 973-667-1960. We go back to the phones. Mike in Pennsylvania, you're next on the show. Hello. Hey, Mike. Hey, Jeff, Paul, John, can you hear me? Hi. Yes, yes we can. We hear you. Hey, guys. A uh, couple days early, but Happy New Year. You okay. too? 
Uh, before I say anything, I want to drive home that I trust Gettleman with any moves he'll make. He's a lot smarter than me. Um, as for Dalvin Tomlinson, I know he's kind of the flavor of the week right now. Uh, but I just want to highlight that is Gettleman's and Spencer's bread and butter, run-stopping defensive tackles. Mm-hmm. Like, if he's asking for $10 million and they make the decision for him to walk, then, you know, I, I support that. Like, I know – I think he can be replaced, in other words. Mm-hmm. Well, let's uh, put it this way. As we said earlier, the Giants have had many defensive tackles over the last 15, 20 years or so – who have been right. really good players, left via free agency, and they had another guy who came along and was plugged in. So right, I understand right. I understand your perspective. Okay. Uh, next thing I want to touch on real quick, I know everyone wants to address guard and free agency. I honestly hope we don't address right guard and free agency. There is a lot of potential in the draft this year at guard. Maybe mm-hmm. not guys that can step in day one. But if we look at, like, third-round pick-wise, uh, there's a ton of potential, I think. A uh, guy like Trey Smith, he's, I think he has massive potential. And uh, structure's right right now for the Giants' offensive line. I mean, Flaherty. Fla- Did I say that right, Flaherty? Flaherty. Flats, yeah. yeah we yeah. call him Flats. That's his nickname. Mike, by yeah, the okay. way, before you go any further, what's wrong with having Lemieux and Hernandez be the two starting guards? Right, I'm I'm okay with that if they want. I mean, really? You know, I, I absolutely agree. I, I I've never seen them at right guard. I don't know what the adjustment would be, but I mean, I'd have to think that they could they could definitely compete for the right side. I so know, I could, mean, you know, if, if the Giants have those two guys, now you're talking about a tremendous economic savings plus the fact that they're both young, and right. and I, at least they both had some experience. So they're not raw. Right. I'm, I'm uh, who, who knows? That. Maybe that's how it plays out. And, and if it does, God bless them. There's, okay. they, you know, it could go either way. If you play both of those guys as starters, yes, it, it could go south. There's a chance it could. But there's also a chance that both guys work out very well. Also, right, just, and this year, the both of them did not play very well. I mean, Hernandez couldn't get his job back after, you know, left. I mean, a lot of that could have been from COVID and things like that. But, you know, do you want those two guys that graded out horribly for the 2020 season to be your starting guards? You know better than to quote grades to me, Jeff. <laughs> I'm inclined to grade in, in your mind. Did they play that well? No, they didn't. They didn't they play did, that well this did, year. They, hey, Lemieux had rookie struggles. And yeah. and Hernandez never got off to a good start. But by the way, he was playing with a brand new left tackle on his left shoulder, and he was playing with a brand new center on his right shoulder. And we all know that offensive lines need chemistry. And Hernandez only had about a month or so with guys on each of his sides who were brand new and by their own admission did not know what they were doing the first month of the season. So well, is it really they're... fair to, to rip Hernandez? I don't think so. I wasn't ripping him. I was just telling him that he would tell you the same thing, that he didn't have a very good season. Oh, I don't think there's any question. But I also think there are legitimate reasons. But the other thing that I I feel is very important is that there are a lot of good good guards in the the draft this year. And I I just keep bringing back about competition. You know, that's all that Joe Judge ever wants is these guys to compete. And the best guy is going to win. So there's going to be an addition there. There's going to be, whether it's free agency or the draft, there, there's going to be an addition at that position. I have no problem with adding a, another offensive lineman on the third day, maybe yeah. in the fourth round. No problem with that at all. In fact, I advocate it. Okay. Is that it? He's gone? Okay, he's gone. Just like that. <laughs> yeah, let him go. <laughs> Did you want to sneak one more call in here, John, or do we have to yeah, run? Well, I don't have anyone on the line, so I think we should wrap. Right. It's 1 o'clock. All right, very good. Already. Well, Jeff, it's been a fun hour. Uh, frenzy. Free, agents, free, agent free agent frenzy day. <laughs> yeah, the, the conversations have begun. But, again, no signings can happen until Wednesday the 17th. Big Blue Kickoff Live is here every weekday on Giants.com from noon until 1 p.m. Eastern Time. 973-667-1960 is our phone number. Or, of course, you can always go to the uh, Twitter and go hashtag Giants chat. He is at Jay Fiegels. Hey, Paul. I am at Giants WFAN. What do you got, John? I got one more uh, free dun, 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 Thank dun, dun, you, uh, And it, guess which team spent big money on a tight end. Let's have fun. Give me a guess. Philadelphia. Patriots. 
No, they don't have any money. Jet is correct. It is the New England Patriots. Thank you, Paul. Would you Ooh. like to say yes, I'm right? Who is it? I'm waiting for that you to say a... yes, Jeff. You were right. I was right. And by the way, I <laughs> that was a that was a hundred percent guess, John. I'm not on the computer looking or nothing. So there So you the go. Patriots have reached an agreement with tight end Johnu Smith. Take a gather on how big his four year contract is. Twelve, twenty four, forty eight million? I was gonna say about eighty year. Jeff, you are on fire. Four years, fifty million dollar contract. You were two million off. I for just did Smith, twenty four, forty eight. Yeah, four years, fifty million with a thirty one million fully guaranteed. He is a according, good player, according to Adam Schefter. By the way, yeah, he is a good player. Wow. Um, wow. Don't well, be he's surprised. in his prime, right? He's only been around for this. Is supposed to be his second contract after his rookie. I deal, believe right? he's coming off his rookie contract. Yes. Yeah. But so, you guys, wow. this happens every single time, right? We sit here wow. every year and go, "Wow!" But you know, there's just these guys. That's what they do. They evaluate and they they know more than we do. And Paul, so. <laughs> do you want to reference all the callers that wanted to get rid of Evan Ingram and us pointing out that six million dollars is a reasonable contract hit for him? Just I saying. think that's a terrific point for you to bring up there, Mister Schmelk. Yeah. 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 Yep, yep, I mean, yep, 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 yep. That's a yep. smoking deal right now, <laughs> right? He sure is, sure is. is. half of what the Titan free agent market just put out there. Put, put aside the potential and just look at the strict production, and the production per dollar out of him is very, very good. In any was, event. I think that was our first production per dollar of the offseason, Paul. Well it done. It might have been, John. You came up with that, that, uh, that uh, what do you call PPD? it, abbreviation? PP, PPD. For PPD? Yeah. PPD. PPD and I love it. I think it. I think it's a great abbreviation. I don't know why more people aren't using it, but uh, I love it. And yes, Ingram's production per dollar looks a heck of a lot better today than it did yesterday. No doubt about that. All right. So anyway, that'll do it, folks. Uh, we Thank invite you, you to call in again tomorrow and go to Giants.com. Also, you can also uh, post some questions there in the mailbag, and John will get around to those when he can. And Mr. Fegels, always nice yep. talking to you. Yep. I will see. I will see everybody Friday with Mr. Schmelk. I will be back. All right, fellas. Enjoy. Everybody have a great day. You've been listening to Big Boo Kickoff Live. We'll see you next time.